pray, guys. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to be here. We're so grateful, Father, for your love for us and for your watching, your care over us. We're grateful, Father, for the power of the Word. We know that uh, it has great power, Father, and we and to change people's lives and to, and to make them get them into a different place. And we thank you for that. Help us as we study it. Help us to have the courage to apply it to our lives. And thank you so much for the opportunity this morning. Father, bless us as we worship together. Uh, bless us as we as our worship goes up to you. Uh, we pray that it will be pleasing and a, and a sweet aroma to you. Thank you, Father. Bless us in our families, you know, the situations that are going on with all of our families. And, and we just pray, Father, that your hand would be on each one of us, that you would uh, encourage us, lift us up, and, uh, and uh, work in each family as, the, as we have need. Father, thank you. Bless us, and thank you so much for, for helping us to be here. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to be in chapter 2. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick this up in verse eleven. Now, uh, all the things God has made us into are good. Okay, He told us in the in the previous text how the things that we have going for us, the chosen people, we're priests now. We're we're people who get the privilege to declare the praises of Him, who called us out of darkness. We've been called out of darkness into into His marvelous light. All of those are positives in our lives, and we ought to be very appreciative, very grateful. Uh, it, ought to, it ought to be something that we praise God for every day. Thank you for putting us and putting me in the position that, I, that I'm in. Thank you for, the, for, for blessing us. Thank you for saving my life. How many of you pray those prayers on a daily basis? Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for what we, for what we have and, and who we are now. Uh, because the, the, the alternative can be really devastating. You know, especially in the in the society we live in, and how difficult it is. Very difficult in our society today, and God has has transcended that and brought us out of that place and into a new place. And you look around the room, and we get to be together this morning. We get to be together not just this morning, but every day. You know, maybe not physical, but in spirit, we get to be together. We are of the same mindset, or supposed to be of the same mindset. And so, you know, He's going to give us a list of things here. Uh, as we go through these next verses of things that we should be doing, things, you know, to uh, how to live in a pagan society, how to live in a, in a godless place. How do we live? What do we do? Now, remember, guys, this, this text was written to a different group of people in a different culture and a different mindset, okay? Some of it is applicable. When he starts talking about slaves, you know, that's not something that we deal with today. But they did. We can translate that into how do we deal with, with our bosses? How do we deal with people in authority? How do we deal with, with people when we, when we have to deal with them on any kind of basis? So we're going to look at these, and, and hopefully we're going to get through some of this this morning. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on all of them. Uh, if you have a question, stop me, and let's talk about it, okay? Uh, but let's start. I'm going to start reading here. I'm going to read 11 and 12, and we're going to talk about that for a bit. And probably you know how this goes. We may not get through verse 12. You know, I don't know. My goal is to get through verse 25, but I think that is a is an unrealistic goal, I think. What <laughs> year? That wasn't sarcasm, right? No, not at all. Anyway, let's, let's read verse 11 and 12. 
Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, let me see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Okay? Said a whole mouthful there. Tell me something there that stuck out at you that that really you look at and say, I need this is this really is something I need to learn in my life. Anything there that you look at? Strangers in this world. Strangers in this world? You know, aliens and foreigners in this world. Uh, how difficult do you find that to pull off in your life? How difficult do you find that to, to, to see yourself as a foreigner, as an alien, as a stranger in a foreign land? How difficult? How much news you Okay. It's good to be one when you see all the all the garbage that's going on, all the all the negativity that's out there. Anybody else? Will you? How do you? How do you? Real good feeling of that when you're in a foreign country and you don't speak the language. Mm -hmm. You don't dare get by yourself. Yeah. But, uh, and those are principles that you can carry into this environment as well. You know, I don't talk the language. I don't speak the language. I don't go. I don't go out there alone. I'm not alone ever. I have the Holy Spirit with me. You know, I'm not alone. I have the Father with me. You know, and. And many times, you know, anything I'm doing, I'm going back and forth, doing it with y'all, doing it with the individual. So, you know, I'm not alone. So that's a good, that's a good analogy. Anybody else? We see that I, that I'm a foreigner and a stranger. He said, and he and the, I am, I am. A, their lifestyle doesn't compute for me. It should not compute for us. Because he said their lifestyle is, I urge you foreign, as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires of war against your soul. What did, what are people in the world consumed with today? Money. In our environment. In our environment. They're consumed with money. What else? What are they consumed with today? Their looks. Huh? Power. Power. Their looks. Self-gratification. Self-pleasure. I want what I want. I want it when I want it. I want it right now. You know, and it doesn't make any difference with it because they have so many people telling them that this is acceptable behavior. This is okay. It's all right to do this, this, or whatever. And I'm not going to get into a political, uh, you know, uh, match with you guys. I just, I'm just telling you, there are things out there that are contrary to God's word that people are saying this is okay. It's all right to do this. It's all right to do this to our children. It's all right to do this to our families. It's all right to do this in our on our job. And I'm here to tell you. No, that stuff wars against us because God has said it isn't okay. It's not okay. You know, you can be politically correct. You can have all the right, all the right rhetoric, and it still be as far from Scripture as it can be. You know, part of our problem that we can't pull this off sometimes, when I can't abstain from sinful desires, because I don't know what they are. If I don't know what the sinful desires are, if I look at society around me and I think, that is, oh, that sounds pretty good. That sounds good. Sounds that makes sense to me, especially if you've not been trained to have any kind of common sense at all. You have no common sense. Don't have any kind of mindset where you look at can look at something and say, "Wait a minute, this doesn't feel right." But I, you know, Vic was laughing. But you know what? I am constantly amazed at how many people that I run into have absolutely not a lick of common sense. They could, they couldn't, they couldn't put two nickels together and come up with a dime if you gave them a map. <laughs> That's a fact. Many people. Not, I'm not saying all, but there's so many people 
You know, I, I mean, you wa we watched a, a lady. Where were we at? They were, that lady was, oh, we were at H-E-B parking lot, I think. And she had decided she was going to pull into a spot, and it wasn't a spot to park. Okay? You didn't park there. It was yellow lines. You don't park on any yellow line. And she got out, looked around, looked at it, and got back in her car, and then decided, well, I'm going to back up. We were behind her. <laughs> you got no sense? You know, look around? You don't think? Yeah. And when you don't when you don't speak the language, you know, and you look at the scripture and say, Oh, that's why I'm not supposed to do that. That's why that doesn't work. Yeah, Larry. A lot of people don't have a moral compass. <laughs> because and, and that's Larry I'll be teaching a class, so that's where I'm going next. <laughs> you, you can be misled. Because in our, how is my moral compass so much different than theirs? Why is that? And that's part of not being part of this world. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all y'all hear he, many people don't have a moral compass to them. The moral compass has been has been skewed and jaded. Would you say that's true? The, the, the morality of our society. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Okay. We're talking about here that you know it says that we should live such good lives, not just good lives, but such good mm -hmm. lives, even though they accuse us of doing wrong. I mean, that's that's what's happening today. People, the, the pagans of today, you want to call it that, accuse us of doing wrong for being who we are, who yep. we are, yeah. but that we need to live such good lives that they still have to see our good deeds that we do, and they can't deny. And they may not, they may not respect them now. They may not respect them in a month, but at some point they will glorify God because of it. Now. I looked at this text, I looked at every commentary I could find, and everybody was different about what it means when God visits us. Some of them said it's when he comes back. Others said when he when he shows up in their life, they'll glorify. Either way, I don't really care. You know, the, the point of that verse is I'm supposed to live a good life, such a good life, that people can look at me when, they're, when their lives are in chaotic crisis. They can look at me and say, I need to be like that. They can't fix their eyes on Jesus because they don't know who he is. They can't see him, but they can see us. And that's what Cale uh, uh, is saying here. Look at what he says again. He said, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. You know, we're supposed to live good lives. You know, think of someone in your life that uh, maybe is a fellow believer, that, uh, that uh, how would you model your life after that individual, uh, that person's example? You think of someone that you know, someone that's a believer, someone that's a fellow Christian, fellow fellow believer, and that you would look at them and say, "I'm going to model my life after that. I want, I want to, I want to, I'm going to look at them as an example in my life." Hey, I looked at Roy McLaurin. Now I know Roy wasn't perfect. Roy'd stand in front of you and tell you he wasn't perfect. He knew he wasn't perfect. But I watched the way he processed the imperfection, how he lived through the imperfection, and how he turned it over to God. And it was, uh, you know, he gave us he gave us uh, some uh, some counsel that was wrong, you know, because he wasn't perfect. You know, he's told us some things I won't tell you, but he told us some things to do that we took him up on it, and it blew up in our face. And it didn't blow up in our face till he was gone. You know what he would have said? I'm sorry, that was wrong. But. You know, but I looked and I admired him because of the stance he took and where he came from. So that was somebody in my life, you know, that, that I, I admired and I wanted to I wanted to set my sights on being like that. You know, I want to have that kind of mindset. 
There's somebody you can think of in your life? Yeah, Bobby. I had a, one of my dearest friends was a preacher at Nolanville for mm-hmm. 30 years. And uh, <laughs> like what you're saying. Yeah. I, 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 want, I want to live my life where my kids look at me and say, I never, ever in my life want to be like my dad. I never want to, I never want to get to that point. Now, there, you know, my boys tell you I ain't perfect. And there's some things they don't need to, they don't need to, to, to carry over to their life. But I want to live my life in a way where, where they can say, you know what, in this respect, my dad had it together. I want to live my life that way. And, and, and in, when the people see, I talked to Rosie Friday morning. Y'all who know who Rosie is? Rosie was here Wednesday night when I did the thing on peace. And there was a point where she took her glasses off. She was falling back there. And I asked her, I said, how'd you like class? And she said, you know, God's starting to show up in her life. And she's starting to see the, the difference in people's lives that she hear that she sees compared to where she lives in the environment she lives in. And so the reason that we do this, why do we do this? Because people are watching. I wrote, you know, why is it important for us to lead, lead good lives? What's it, why is it important to lead good lives? Yes, ma'am. Because people are watching. Why else? Why is it, why is it important to lead good lives? Huh? That's the only Christ some people I remember Booty telling me that already. He said, Dan, don't ever forget something. You may be the only Jesus some people ever see. I never forgot that. We go into jail and he'd say, he'd tell me, man, Dan, don't forget who we are and who we belong to. And then both of us would end up doing something stupid in there and getting called on it. But, you know, the, the point is, is that, that we always had to remember, we always had to grow to a place where we looked at and say, you know, I'm, I've, I've got a responsibility here. I may be the only Jesus some people ever see. And I better I better be acting according. Somebody else had their hand up. Yes, ma'am. Like what, what you were saying earlier, like somebody, somebody's watching us. Okay. They're taking like after us. They're not like they're watching what we do. Absolutely. Exactly. How old are you? How old are you? Twelve. She's twelve. Twelve. Okay. You don't think she's watching some people in here? You don't think she's watching? You know, we got little little ones running all over the place out here, man. They, man, it's like an ant hill out here. You know, wait till wait. Go in the foyer and just sit on one of the couches and watch them. Or wait, go to go when they go to Bible hour. It's like ants on an ant hill, man. I mean, that's great. But you know what? They gotta they gotta follow somebody. They're gonna follow somebody. And if they're following mom and dad, what does mom and dad want from you? For it to be consistent, where the way they're doing it, you have to do it the same way. So that means they put us all on the same thing. Done it? At least just don't blow up what we're doing. Don't yeah. don't blow up what we're do doing. Exactly the same thing we're doing. But don't don't tell my kids something's okay that I've told them. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, you know, yeah. Work as a team. Or don't live your life so when you go to HEB and you see me or you see Jim or you see somebody else over there with a basket full of alcohol. You don't think some of them kids are going to ask, say, what's up with this? You know? You don't think? That's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, they see those things. I mean, they're they're amazingly perceptive. Oh, you know, amazingly perceptive. Sometimes they're smarter than we are. That's a fact. Sometimes they've just got more, you know. And at some point they grow up, and then you find out they ain't got no common sense. So, <laughs> yeah, go Along these lines, where, everything. Where were they going to get it? <laughs> By the way, I tried to tell him not to do that, but he keeps. I know. That's why I looked at him when I did it. <laughs> but anyway, 
teaching at the jail one time, the group of gals were talking about you know, doing right and doing wrong. And mm-hmm. one of them said, well, I've got that figured out. She said, I let my conscience be my guide. <laughs> and if my conscience doesn't make me feel bad about it, then it's not wrong. Don't I wanted to say, and how's that working for you? <laughs> You're in jail. <laughs> Paul said, I'm, so I'm going to turn there. So Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he said, you follow my example as I follow Christ. You know, so we have a responsibility that as we follow Christ, people are going to follow our example. And and that ought to honor us. And that ought to lift us up. Yes, ma'am, Not to pull a funky wrench into it. I know. But we have to be mature enough, too, as Christians, though, as we're looking at these people and we're following you. You were able to say, okay, Roy serves strong on that. Because mm-hmm. if we're not careful... We get, I mean, as a younger Christian, I can remember looking at people, and when they really messed up, I was devastated. Yeah. And I had to learn, yeah. wait a minute, you're putting too much trust in them. Yeah. Follow their example, but also know they're human, and that we're going to make mistakes. One of the one of the things I think that the, a person you're going to look to their example is a person that's constantly pointing at Christ. Constantly, constantly pointing at Christ, not pointing you to themselves, because what he says is we're supposed to deny ourselves. And if I'm going to deny myself, I've got to put somebody else in his place, and that's Christ. So if I'm constantly pointing your kids to Christ, if I'm constantly pointing, you know, your family to Christ, or, or you're constantly pointing my kid, my grandkids to Christ, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Now it may not always work. Remember, we live in a in a violent, immoral, decadent world. Okay, and many of you don't hold, don't know the half of it, of what's going on out there. You have no clue. You'd be shocked if you knew some of the things that we run into. You know that 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 you see. You know, and it's because you've decided, you know what, I'm just not going to watch the news. Man, I watch everything I can find. I want to know what they're doing. I want to know what I'm up against. I want to know exactly what they think. I want to know what how they feel so that when I deal with them, I know how to deal with them. And I will deal with them at some point. You'll have to deal with them. It may be a checker in an HEB or in Walmart, but you're going to deal with them at some point. And they may say something, and you may need to know what it exactly did they just say. And how is that? How am I going to respond next time? What am I going to do next time? You know, being good in front of them is only part of it. Knowing what to say next is another part. Yes, sir. Our our goal is to like Christ in our hearts, not mm-hmm. ourselves. Because I mean, as you said, we're all imperfect. So if we fail, you know, that would cause them to lose faith. Absolutely. If we're lighting Christ in their hearts, then that's something that will will burn on its own. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I mean, it, always, guys, people are going to be watching you. That little girl, go ahead. So, uh, if we can't point them in the right direction, guide them. Try and let them know, like, what, what they're, like, supposed to be doing. Don't, like, force them to go into something because then they're just going to go farther away from it. Yeah, I think I think for us here, I think for us in this class, I think you're absolutely right. I think what we have to do is we have to learn how to do it ourselves. If we can't do it ourselves, and because most of a lot of a lot of times I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, you know, the reason we don't know what to do, because we don't know what the book says, and it always goes back to what I prayed about. It is a powerful book that has the power to change people's lives, and if you don't know what it says or don't have a clue what it says, then you're going to be you're going to be at a disadvantage when it comes to dealing with with what Satan's pulling off out there. Because let me tell you something, Satan knows the book. He don't use it right, but he knows the book. All right, he proved that when he dealt with Jesus. So we got to know it better than the guy across from us. 
and how am I going to deal with that? Okay? All right. Let's move on. Look at what it says next. Verse 13. See, we didn't get through the verses. <laughs> All right. I think we'll be in this one for a bit. Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. I promise you we won't get through all this. I promise you. We are not going to get through all this. All right. Let's take the first part of it. Look at verse 13 and 14. Submit yourself to the Lord's, for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as to the supreme authority, or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong. Okay? Now, tell me, what do you think? We have to do that. Okay. Anybody? We have, Bobby said we have to do that. Okay. Thank God put people in a position of authority and it's our job to follow that. Okay. Unless it's supremely wrong, it's a wrong principle. Okay. All right. Okay. Would you say that, that sometimes leadership becomes ungodly? Yeah. Oh, it is. I think we see that on a regular basis today, leadership. But I think you can see that before. If this is not a new phenomenon, guys. It's because we have internet and and computers and you know every every uh, cable. You know, there must be fifteen places you can watch news on it, and so you see it described by every every guy in a different way. But it's no different than it was before. I remember my grandfather. I remember my grandfather. We we were in a, in a little beer joint, you know, way back in the sticks and outside of Hallisville, and and we're sitting there. And I'm 12, 13 years old. I don't remember how old I was. And, uh, and we're sitting there, and, 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 we're, and we're getting something to eat there, I think. And, and a guy walks in, and I'm going, oh, my God. I knew enough to know who this guy looked like. He looked exactly like President Johnson. Exactly like him. Okay. And I look at him, and my grandfather saw me look at him. He said, you know who that is? And I said, it looks like the president. He said, it's president's brother. And I, and I said, Really? He said, yeah, he said, but he don't hold a candle how bad. He said, he's not near as bad as the other one. <laughs> okay, I'm 13. I don't know nothing. I don't know anything. But my grandfather did not have a good opinion of our sitting president. He said the brother should be one because he's better than that guy is. You see, so you see, it's been, and that was, that was 60 years ago. It's always been, it, you know, there's never... You know, in Hitler's day, you know, would you say Hitler was a godless individual? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. But what does it say here that we need to follow here? Look at what he said. He said, submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human authority. I think that's the first key. For the Lord's sake. Hold on a minute, Tim. And he said, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. What's the plan here for a leader in, in power? What's God's plan? To punish wrongdoers, right? What did it say? And to commend those who do right. They've lost the mission somewhere. Would you say? Lost the mission somewhere. And maybe part of it is is we we've helped that, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. How many of you have walked up to a police officer in the last six, eight months, a year, and just said, Man, I thank you for what you do? I walked up to a guy in the parking lot outside Dollar Tree, and I walked up and I said, "Hey," and he said, 
and it was a it was a, a young black cop. And I said, I need to talk to you. And I just told him, and I said, look, I said, I don't care. I said, so you don't have to worry about me. But I said, I want you to know if you ever get in trouble, and I and I see it, I'm going to do everything I can do to help you get out of trouble. And he said, man, I appreciate that. You know, as far as I'm concerned, he is what Romans 13 is talking about, a man who is, is destined to carry a sword, all right, for a reason, to punish evildoers. Now, is there sometimes there's bad ones? Of course. There, sometimes there's bad ones in the church, right? You know, there's everywhere. Somebody had their hand up while ago. Yeah, Tim. You know, even the um, authority, the wrong, it's a judge put a restraining order on me where I couldn't get my kid. Mm -hmm. But I still, until I finally said, I'm going to do what he tells me to do, everything didn't change. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, finally when I submitted myself to authority and I listened to my elders and stuff tell me, you need to listen to me. Until I did that, God didn't turn around and say, I'm going to fix let me ask, let me ask you guys something. If it goes sideways for you dealing with authorities, you don't think God can fix this? You don't think He can fix it? We're supposed to do what? What we're supposed to do? You know, in in their family or in your family, you got little kids. What are they supposed to do? Do what you're told, right? It'll go well for you. Do what you're told. Leave the tough stuff to us. That's our job. Leave the tough stuff to Him. Just do what we're told. And and we just do what we're told. Leave the tough stuff to him. He'll take care of it. You know when we get in trouble? When we start getting in the way and trying to fix the tough stuff, what happens when kids get in the way? Hold on just a minute, Kale. Uh, Cynthia, you had a hand up all ago. Do you want to say something to say? Hello. Thank you. I pray for wisdom. Yeah. Absolutely. I call that on it. Alex is Aren't you going to pray for patience? Larry, be careful. We just have to remember he's going to fix it his time. Yes, absolutely. We, we want it done our way right now. Yeah. We just got to wait on God. But that's because we live in a society that feels like that, and we're supposed to be what? Remember? Aliens and strangers here. So we're supposed to be adapting our mindset to him. Not to them, but to him. All right? Somebody else had their hand up? Yeah. yeah. I'll well, get Jim in a minute. Okay. okay. Well, historically, let's, let's look at what happened because of this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Christians were going to endure extreme persecution. Mm -hmm. They were put into the, the Colosseum. They were killed and put on to crucifixes and tarred and put on fire. But eventually, the Roman Empire adopted Christianity. Yes. Yep. Okay. They ended up becoming widespread amongst them and then spreading even further beyond that right. because of then during that process. Absolutely. Jim? Yeah. It, it is, it, it's extremely, all of this, none of this is easy, guys. It's not, let me tell you when it's not easy. It's not easy when you're trying to put, play one foot in church and one foot in the world. And too many of us do that too much. If we've just decided to stay one place or the other, we'd be a whole lot happier. You may not be saved, but you'd be a whole lot happier. If you just put yourself one place or the other. If you're going to be in the church, then be in the church. Don't make it where we have to look around and, and I say, you know, I know that today we're going to go over there and somebody that's over there is going to die and go to hell one day. Now, you know how difficult that is for me to say? But that's exactly what I'm talking. You know, because there are people that are playing church that are going to be here this morning. 
We ain't supposed to be playing church. We're supposed to be Christians. Blood-washed individuals who have been chosen and are royal priesthood, declaring the praise of him who called them out of darkness. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We need to stop playing this game. And I'm going to stay one like this and like this. Stay. Whatever's keeping you there, you have to get rid of it. Eliminate it. What he's told us already. Eliminate that stuff out of our lives. Here he said, he said that, that, uh, that, I'm, that I, I want to read you a couple of texts. Right? I got one in, in, uh, in Acts chapter 4. You don't have to turn over there. I'm just going to read it to you. All right? This is Peter and John are being questioned by the Sanhedrin. Remember why? They healed a man born that was lame. All right? He said, remember, he said, Children, go, I don't have what I have. I'll give you. Get up and walk. And the guy got up and walked. And now they're getting hammered for it. Okay, so so they go. They uh, uh, they're called back into the to the court. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. This is the authorities in charge. All right, the authorities in charge. Don't do this anymore. But Peter and John replied, "Which is right in God's eyes? To listen to you or to him? You be the judge. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard." So did they did they honor this verse over here? In his totality, yes, but not what he exactly what he said. They were in submission to the authority until it got in the way of them doing what God says to do. Who are we supposed to submit to first? Always, God. And if they get in the way, you know, but we don't get violent. We don't do it. He said we can't help this. We're going to do this no matter what because we don't have any choice. You remember Daniel? I'm not going to turn over there, but it's in Daniel chapter three, and they say he wanted to pray to the statue. Remember, and what does he do? Are you gonna do it? No, I'm not. I'm not going to. And he sits by his window and he kneels and he prays and he prays to that. What was the leader in charge said to do? You're gonna pray. I mean, if you're gonna honor me, he said no, I'm not. And you're gonna stop praying to your God. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that because it put him put him in direct conflict with what God already told him to do. All right. I think that's the that's the, the where we have to stand. And if I'm gonna be out of the world then I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to follow God no matter what. He told me to be in submission to the rulers, fine. I'm going to pay my taxes. I'm going to, I'm going to honor the speed limits. I'm going to do, you know, a cop comes up to me, I'm going to be cordial and kind to him. You know, I, I'm going to, you know, if I, if I have to go to court to, to be on a jury and they pick me, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to serve like I'm supposed to. I'm going to bring my spirituality with me. I'm not going to leave it at the door and become as, as decadent as they are. I'm going to do everything I can do to honor the people in charge because God put them there. You understand that? I think that's what he's calling us to do. Now, it comes to a point. It'll come to a point when you can't follow it, when it puts you at odds with what God has already said to do. If they tell us not to go to church, guess what? They're going to have to come arrest me. I, you know, okay, I don't really want to go to jail, all right? but they're going to have to come arrest me. You know, we, we, had, we had planned for that. If that was going to happen, you know, when COVID hit, what we were going to do. And all of us to the man said, we're going to jail. We'll go to jail. But we got we have things that we have to do. We'll follow along. We even, we caught, we got to hold the governor. We got a hold of the, of, the, of the CDC and got all the parameters to where we could hold church and do what we were supposed to do. And we did everything it said. Everything. Okay, and it, it didn't matter. Cole is an ex-paramedic, and he went and, and looked at the at the actual virus itself and what does it do and how big is it? And he said he said 
wearing a blue mask is not going to save your life. It's going to go right through the mask. Go go right through the mask. It, 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 it's too, he said it's too small. It won't stop. It won't stop it. And I'm going, then what are we wearing for? He said, because they told us to. <laughs> okay, then we'll do it. Until they say it's okay not to. And when they said it was okay, then some we gave option to wear if you want. Don't have to wear if you don't want. You know, we still have some people that wear them because they're concerned. Fine. I remember Bobby came in. The first time he ever came in. And he, and, he, uh, and he walked up to me and I was talking to him. And I said, if you if you want to wear the mask, please feel free, comfortable. If you don't want to wear it, that's fine too. Whatever you want to do. You remember me telling you that? Yeah, I, I didn't know what people here were doing. Mm -hmm. so I wanted to be yeah. cautious. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't want it. But I didn't want to come in and everybody be wearing a mask and be not. Well, you know, and it, and and it's, you know, it's it's adhering to what they say, even though I didn't believe some of it was true. Okay, but it didn't put me at odds with God. They didn't tell me we could worship together. They didn't tell me we couldn't come together. They said, "We, why do you think we 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 separated the pews?" We separated for the same reason. They told us six foot, so we, we measured it out. It was right at six foot, so we, we separated the pews. That's why we did it. Because it was because it was in accordance with what they had said to do. Did I believe it was going to help? I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of people get sick. But anyway, yes, ma'am. And it also had something to do with how we treated other people. Mm -hmm. Because that was always mine. You know, I didn't know whether it helped or not, mm -hmm. but it's, it made someone else feel more comfortable. Absolutely. For me to be Absolutely. around them with a the mask Absolutely. on, I Absolutely. had no problem. Absolutely. It. Absolutely. It's called being a good citizen. Being, That's it. Yeah, and, it, and it's called being the kind of person that he good calls citizen. to be here. Okay? Now look at some of the rest of the stuff he says here. All right? Anybody, everybody, we got our right? All right, hold on. Go ahead. Like, when you say... I, I'm a hugging person. I like to hug everybody. Mm -hmm. That changed everything. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I felt like, you know, love one another, you know, show up. Uh, the church is us. We're the church. Okay. See, if we can't join together, then, you know, the church can't happen. Well, it, it did, though. Yeah, I know. It did. Yeah, Alan, you had your hand up? Oh, okay. I thought somebody had their hand up. Okay. I, I didn't mean to. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's me, Dan. it was a, it was a, it was a. Don't ask Jim. I, I made a mistake. All right, not perfect. All right, look, look at verse fifteen and sixteen. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Okay, we have, we have. Rights under Christ that we, the way we're supposed to live, okay, we're free from sin. You know, too many people, you know, I heard a guy the other day, and, and, and it was a, I was watching YouTube, and I had this preacher, and he is chastising his church because they haven't bought him a, uh, I forgot what the name of that watch was. Sam's watch? No, it was a started with an M. Started with an M. Yeah, and and and, they, and a guy, you see, and he was, I mean, he checked. Man, and uh, and the guy I was listening to said, "Are you kidding me? You kidding?" But this, didn't he come back later? He came. Oh yeah, he he apologized. Yeah, but see, see, that's what people in the society out there. That's what they're inundated with, that kind of mindset. Okay, and so we have to be above that. We have to be past that. We have to be. We have. They have. They have to really see Jesus in us. I'm, I'm serious. They have to see Jesus in us. It won't always be easy. But he said, we don't, we don't use our freedom as a cover-up for evil. 
doesn't give us a right to, to steal and to lie. You know, it doesn't give us that right. We have a responsibility to live right kind of lives. Yes, ma'am, Sarah. It's the will of God providing good conduct. You should go in and stupidity. Oh, I like that. Did you hear that? <laughs> Say it again. By your good conduct. By my good conduct. I put stupidity and ignorance to what? To silence. To silence. I like it. <laughs> By the way we live according to Scripture, by we live according to God, that it will put stupidity and ignorance silence. I don't think that's always true, but one day it will. One day it will be true. When 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 those people, you know, I mean, I, I've said some really stupid things about Christians before. I remember, I told you before, I remember driving by here. You know, I drive by here and I saw all these little people running in this building on a Wednesday night. I'm going, you people are, you know, people are nuts. You ought to have your head exam. You know, going to church on Wednesday, nobody in their right mind goes to church on Wednesday. Now look at me. You know, but I didn't understand. I had no idea what these people were doing. I had no clue what they were doing and why they were doing. But it silenced that talk. What they were doing, they didn't even know that somebody driving down the street was looking at them and laughing and criticizing them. They didn't have a clue. Did they care? Probably not. No. They didn't care. They didn't care. But what they were doing influenced me. Yes, sir. I think that example is a great example of, of right now, bad stuff about us can travel much faster oh, than the good stuff. You're right. We've never had a time where we have to live such good lives now, where mm -hmm. we are under such a microscope right yeah. now. Yeah. Where, I mean, he may have had, you know, he's got probably a thousand sermons. And then that one thing. That one that sermon one got thing, it's national news. And it went, it went viral. It went out of millions of people you, watched it. You don't think a lot of foolish talk came out of that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. You know, and, and I'm not here to judge the guy's heart. I'm just telling you, that's an example of, of what happens and what people are listening to sometimes. You know, I know that there's preachers out there on the Internet. They're preaching to a room of 15 people. And they've, and they've got a picture on the screen makes it look like the place is full, you know. And they're getting and they're making millions of dollars and flying around in jets, okay. I understand that, you know. I understand that's the way it is. But that's the environment we live in. And he said, you don't live like that. He said, in one day, it, your, your lifestyle will silence the talk, that ignorant talk that talks like that. But look at what else he said. He gives us a, a few things. Oh, man. <laughs> How did that happen? I got to go, man. That, uh, <laughs> I realize if you would send money to that guy in Houston, that it will get it back ten times. I, I know. I, I, I've heard that. Not, oh, yeah, not going to try it. Not going to try it. I'd rather put my money here. I know what's going to happen with it here. So anyway. All right, guys. We're going to pick it up at 16. So there's four or five things there that I want to talk about there. Uh, just remember, folks, we live in a decadent world. We're supposed to be better than that. All right? We'll see you next week.